Right now, you're listening to Frolicking Chronicles, a Frolic Inc. broadcast. We get a lot of people who ask us these questions. And then today I thought, oh, I better do some research. And I put in Wonder Twins. And man, that was a goofy-ass cartoon. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't even remember that the female turned into an animal and he turned into ice and water. It was just so goofy. Yeah, and they had to touch each other and say the words. They were aliens. They were fraternal twins because they were boy-girl. Actually, you can have identical um boy girl twins but it is so rare it's a chromosomal chromosomal defect what so i never heard of it it's very very rare so maybe we should just say a couple facts about us okay so okay we are identical mirror image twins yes we are two minutes apart yes me, Tamantha, I is technically the eldest. Yes. It didn't it doesn't really matter in life <laughs> unless we were in trouble for mom. <laughs> I never understood it, but I guess sometimes you just take on the role that you're given in some ways. But technically we are the older sisters and have two younger sisters that are only eleven months apart barely. Irish twins. <laughs> yes. And Okay, so we're two minutes apart. We are identical, which means we have some oppositions. We have some, like, I have them all on one side. It's a little higher. You have them all on the other side. It's a little lower. Uh, we're a little bit, like, I'm a little bit taller than you. I'm usually about five to ten pounds heavier than you. Uh, our shoe size is not the same. But even though, you know, at first, whatever test they did or whatever, it's like identical mirror image. I know, it's so bizarre. I hope that uh, we got all of that. As we're recording right now, JC was trying to FaceTime Logan. I don't know how to put on Do Not Disturb. I'm sorry. I think we got most of it. <laughs> so, Tamantha, you were saying... Oh, yeah, you know... Uh, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're two um, minutes apart. We're identical mirror image twins. Um, Tamantha does, uh, is taller than me. Uh, we have moles on opposite sides, so hence the mirror image. When I look into the mirror, you, you know, I'm Tamantha's looking back at me. <laughs> That's how we would yes. say it, right? And then, uh, you know, facts. I guess you know, in 1974, mom didn't know she was having twins, so we weren't expected. That's why our names do not rhyme. I'm Tamantha, and we've talked about this before, named after Elizabeth Montgomery's character in Bewitched, a combination of Samantha and her daughter on the show, Tabitha, together, Tamantha. 
you are named Veronica after the actress Veronica Lake. Not to be mistaken with Saint Veronica, the Catholic saint, which I always thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody tells you. Right. And these are all fun conversations to have. Um, but probably one of the most popular questions we get is... Do we feel each other's pain? Yes. Do we sense when something's wrong? And they want to know our twin psychic abilities. Twin psychic abilities. And I kind of have to say, we haven't kept good records of it, but there's been many times in at least our adulthood, not living next to each other, where we've ended up talking. And you're telling me you're going to go in for a surgery that finally was determined because you had such excruciating pain on a drive home from an event that we were at. And then I'm going, oh, my gosh, my stomach hurts so bad. But I didn't I couldn't figure out why, because I didn't eat anything weird. I very, you know, you particular are. Picky. About. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so I feel like. Also, our memories get kind of cross, you it, know. That's uh, very true. I still don't know to this day. I thought I cut my foot on the beach on a piece of glass, but it was actually me. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I really thought I had the scar. Like, I can literally <laughs> tell you, I, I have, I have the, scar. the scar on my heel. <laughs> I just remember Lizzie and Chrissy's dad torturing me. He's like, I'm crying. There's a big piece of glass on my foot. And He's trying to feed me Fig Newtons, which I hated. <laughs> like, what oh, five-year-old likes Fig Newtons? It was horrible. <laughs> and how funny and that I you thought that was you. I don't know. <laughs> that was you. Well, I remember one specific time uh, when we were stationed out of Honolulu. You were actually in Hawaii, and we had bought that little what we called the, the roach coach, didn't it? Or Rusty Roach. That was a name. We needed yes. the Rusty Roach. And God forbid, there was literally roaches in that. I never wanted to put my feet down in oh that God, car. It was so like, disgusting. Anyway, oh, yes. I don't know if we paid like 300 bucks to have that island car. It was a horrible car. <laughs> and I remember having to get underway and going to Alaska. And probably a few days before we entered port... I just could never relax. I could never get comfortable. And it wasn't about my job duties or description. I mean, I was kind of laid back on this ship, I think, for the most part, unless a guy was crushing on me. That was kind of interesting. But that's a story for another sure. day. But anyway, um, people thought I made up my boyfriend, Eric, at the time, and that wasn't true. So that was kind of funny. Uh <laughs> But I do remember, I I have this vivid memory of myself just not being able to feel at ease. And sure enough, when I pull into port and I finally get you on the phone, in those days we had to wait in long lines. It was like maybe, what, two payphones yeah, on the pier? And I finally get a hold of Tamantha and she tells me that she crashed the rusty roach at... The mall at Pearl Ridge Mall, and you freaked out. It was a stick shift, and, and you had your your issues with that. But yeah, it kind of like made everything come together. And I was I was having those feelings of anxiety and worry, and that was probably one of my most 
momentous uh, things that we experience, you know, twin psychic wise. Yeah, recognition of that. Yeah, I got, I was called Crash for quite some time on the ship after that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but that was back in the day when the Chiefs made stuff, you know, disappear. Yeah, funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I was learning how to drive. That was the thing. So, you know, Tough thank spot. God nobody was hurt. Yeah. Me and poor Katie and Evo. <laughs> Good old Katie. Yeah, and that's right. It is true that we have had some mysteriousness here and there. I can remember also finding out I was pregnant with Logan four days before I was leaving to the Philippines. And you're in my kitchen in our house on Brian Circle, and you're saying to me, I wished for you to be pregnant because you were <laughs> pregnant with Sophia. Sophia. And so I know. now we can say. Logan, and those two are thick as thieves. Yes. They were thick as thieves as toddlers. Man, we had to keep our eye on those two. We did. They were always into mischief. And now we can say to Logan, Auntie T wished for you. <laughs> I wished you, and now we have you, and you're so amazing, and I love you. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Tamantha, I, I, I do just... also remember, and not that this really had any... Um, you know, a specific story to it. I just think it is funny to mention that when we were coming up, we had this crew called the Village Park Posse. And, you know, Mark, Moya, and a couple of, I think, Lauren, Monique, a bunch of, you know, a little rascals group over there. Yeah. And I do have vivid memories of on the full moon nights when they would want us to go do levitation lift. And one of us, um, actually it was Mark Moya. He hosted it. I think Sean Pattenberg was there that night. Yeah, it was Mark And they Moya's were like, house. uh-uh, we're not doing it unless the twins are here. Unless the twins are here and they can do their yeah. like... <laughs> We can do we the can power. It up. <laughs> you know what? We didn't disappoint, did we? No, actually, that was a pretty fun night. <laughs> oh my gosh! Go down in Village Park Posse history of uh, spooky nights. Right, uh, we all got spooked out because I think I was the one on the floor, and you guys like I did levitate in some way, and I ended up getting a little bit. I mean, I didn't know what's going on, you know. All I know is all of a sudden I hit the floor and everybody was jumping over the fence and leaving Mark's house. Yeah, they bailed. Yeah, Sean was like, oh, my gosh, it worked, it worked. (laughs) 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 They they were really having us concentrate. That was a trip. That was a trip. Well, we could definitely focus. I feel like, too, uh, when you talk about psychic abilities and – you know, things, if you're connected to anybody, I feel like, you, and they're on your mind and something's going, you know, if you're worrying about them, it's always just good to check on the person because you never know. Like, I feel like Trent and I have a E.T. Elliot relationship, you know, oh, for and, sure. and I can, you know, I always want to check in on him, you know, kind of saying when that feeling arises. And sometimes it's good or bad, you know. Sometimes it's it's like, okay, he's chill. I'm good. I'm good. Other times I'm like, okay, it's the dead of winter and it's, you know, Bend, Oregon. There's snow. Let me just call in and see, you know, how his, uh, you know, energy is flowing or not. Um, But there's also talk of the twin language. Now... Mothers of twins out there will probably agree that twins have their own 
language. Now, I know we finished each other's sentences. When we were in boot camp, it was terribly annoying that they always were trying to get us to say everything at the same time, which it comes naturally or yeah, it doesn't can't, come you, at all. You cannot force it. You cannot force it. No. Yeah. And uh, there's some actual, like, little facts that I was reading about that kind of thing. On um, LiveScience.com, well, first, let me tell you that one in five share a psychic connection. And One in one five, of, hold up, one in five sets of twins. twins? Okay, just yes. really quickly, because this is funny. So, I was, this episode I didn't really have my mind wrapped around I'm kind of free-flowing here but today when I got home from work I thought oh I better punch in something I better put it on YouTube you know see if there's some kind of documentary and so I put twin power and I'll be damned if the property brothers didn't pop up (laughs) 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 they do have some power And twin engines and yeah. And twin engines, yeah. And twin engines, like muscle car stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I guess well, there's not a lot on the internet. So you guys that are listening, me. tag me into some stuff. Yeah, tag us into some stuff. Because I did find a few things doing my research, and this one was The Riddle of Twin Telepathy by Benjamin Radford, written in March 27th, 2018, LiveScience.com, where he says one in five share a psychic connection. One out of every 30 babies is a twin. So that's a, you know, collection of both fraternal, you know, and identical. Which, by the way, identical twins are by chance. That is not genetic, like, fraternal twins, which runs in the female. Really? And when you say one and 30, do you also mean when... Unfortunately, they lose one at birth or one doesn't develop in the womb. I'm sure. I'm sure that's because I, I know it. that that we have it's come across people who feel like they they always had this void or something. And then they later find out that there was actually two babies and one didn't make it. And that's because when you share the womb with another person, it's like your soul is always connected, you know, and DNA wise, it's it's always connected in some way. So. Here's just talking about the secret language. Twins often finish each other's sentences and think the same thoughts, but that has more to do with shared experiences than any psychic telepathy. This sort of psychological connection isn't necessarily mysterious. Any two people who know each other very well and who have shared common experiences, including non-twin siblings, think Lizzie and Chrissy, old married couples. I have said this, you know, you and Eric, Paxton and I, and even best friends, Christina Holiday, you know, may complete each other's sentences. And so it's really not just a, a psychology thing as much as it's based on experiences. So, and laugh at inside jokes that leave outsiders baffled. So that's also very interesting to me. Um, I would say Lizzie and Chrissy definitely have that. Those are our younger sisters. I <laughs> There's stuff that they laugh at and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> right. Okay. And then... What about twin talk on verywellfamily.com? The secret la- uh, language of twins by Pamela Prindle Fierro, November 26, 2020, which is like fairly recently, uh, says uh, phenomenon of twin language is very rare and after only in cases of extreme isolation. And usually it's the young 
you know, twins. So right now during COVID and the pandemic, I wonder if there is young twins that really are isolated because it has to do with not having any engagement with the outside world, really, I would wonder. But she goes on to say, rather the phenomenon is actually attributed to young twins mimicking each other's attempt at language, often incorrectly. <laughs> All things babble and coherent sounds. Yeah. It's their... That sounds um, right. Even now. <laughs> no, oh, exactly. I was thinking about the moment with Jaden. So they're a way of practicing vocalization and making connections in the brain that lead to language development. So about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, what was the word? Suffocating. But... I, uh, they, they make so, fun of me all the time because I say suffocating. And here, Jaden and I are at T's because we're getting uh, ready for our, our planning meeting for production for our video content that's coming in 2021. And lo and behold, T is in her kitchen. She's messing around with something and she's talking about what happened the night before. And she says, I literally felt like I was suffocating. And Jaden just stops and looks at me. And we just fall out laughing because I say, see, it's not just me. We're suffering. We're suffering. I said, I'm in suffocating, but it's suffocating. And it's, this is a true thing. We make up our own words. A lot of times people will say that uh, pronunciation sometimes is an issue. Well, guess what? Okay, some twins give you parents that they actually understand each other's babbling, which makes it look like they share a secret language. As they grow up and repeat each other's vocalizations, it may appear that they are talking in a secret language while they're really just mispronouncing sounds and words. <laughs> but we're still doing that. And this is a thing. So young twins spend most of their time together. They're able to act intuitively, understanding each other's gestures, grunts, and vocalizations. They also mimic each other's attempts to express uh, express language, often reinforcing incorrect pronunciation. Twins tend to talk faster and abbreviate, which you're always telling me I abbreviate, their words or leave out consonants as they pronounce words, perhaps in a competitive attempt to talk over their co-twin and grab their parents' attention first. But also, it goes to say, if the parents are too tired or stressed, there are no conversations actually happening or corrections of pronunciation. So that word suffocating, suffocating, it may have been, you know, brought on by something that we just always mis mispronounced and have never been corrected right. in a way. You know, also, you have a hearing problem. I have a hear little hearing thing, you know, from my ship days. So that doesn't help us in pronunciation, <laughs> nope. you know, pronunciating anything great. I'm a good read. I read a lot, but I yes. don't listen to audio books and pronunciation of certain words. I don't know how people knew how to pronounce all the stuff in Harry Potter. Oh, I don't <laughs> even know that I had to listen to the audio book for Harry Potter because I could not get those spells out. Now, I will say this. I have really screwed myself because 
I already don't pronounce things properly. And then you put me around cat or anybody who speaks a different language that are, that's close to us. I was hanging around Russians for how long? And yeah. there you go. I mean, and I love them. I love Lena and I love Kat. And it, it's such a beautiful uh, world. And then being in Paris and then being in Berlin. And Kat's really good about when we're in those countries that you try to speak that language. You know, learn the well, phrases. Well, she also has kids a good ear. That's why she's so well, she has an amazing ear. Yeah, she has an amazing ear. And, the, and her kids now know three, a minimum of three languages. And yeah, so it doesn't, it just... It wasn't necessarily benefiting me in a way that I was already screwing up words here in America. Right. So 40% of twins, generally identical twins, which is us, will develop some form of autonomous language using nicknames, gestures, abbreviations, or terminology that they only use with each other. And while parents and siblings can often discern the meaning, the twins generally don't use the terms with others. Wow. Right? So I think that's like so incredible. And, you know, just because we had that moment with Jaden and the mispronunciation of a word, and it is true. And I also feel like if you're twins and you don't grow up in an environment that is, say, focused on education, focused on learning language, I feel like you can grow to have this bad habit and with twins especially we're reinforcing the mispronunciation with our secret language (laughs) (laughs) i agree i mean to mom's credit i mean she pretty much was a single mom all the way up until we were 13 and that's pretty overwhelming i mean she always was holding down a job sometimes two jobs a paper route in the middle of the night to make ends meet and so yeah, and the funny thing is, is our mom actually is a wonderful uh, writer and an avid reader, and so she probably doesn't mispronounce anything <laughs> at all. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I thought that was really interesting because we had such a current, recent example of that. Now, how do you feel about, because we always get this question too. Which one of you is the evil twin? Uh, you know what? That hasn't been asked of me in a really long time. But I and do. I'm not saying I got asked it recently. I'm just saying that it's always one of those questions when somebody's looking for a conversation, I guess. Definitely in our adolescence or like people trying to be hee hee ha ha funny or something. And you're like, what? You yeah. know, I so, read that article that you're talking about. I think you sent me that link. And I, I thought it was a little bit. I thought it was reaching just a little bit. You didn't? So the only scientific thing that I could find in regards to the evil versus good twin is something in comparison to being in the same room once again, but comparing to sharks, like how the bigger shark will eat the smaller sharks. And somehow that in humans would translate to one taking on more of a, I don't say darker sense, but more bad traits genetically, and the other one taking on the good traits. Like one is nicer than the other one. Now, I, I think we're both nice because our mom did raise us to be kind and loving and caring. Yeah, but we both can get a mean us. streak if we're if we're messed with, though. Yes, we we are patient and kind until you cross us or 
you know, whatever. I don't know a great term for it, but yeah, we only are, once you burn our patients, and I feel like we're we're very lenient with things, and it's odd that we don't like somebody. So usually, if we don't like somebody, we have to pay attention. I don't know. It's yes, yeah, because normally we're friends. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've always been told is that we're friends with everybody. You know, it's not a certain demographic. It's not a certain stereotype. It's not a certain anything. Like we are friends with all sorts of people. Yeah. If you vibe right, we vibe right. That's it. Yeah. We vibe right. Vibe right. We vibe right. Okay. I may have sipped on that hurricane, the floating room. (laughs) (laughs) Is now I really cannot pronounce what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Okay. So, Good twin versus evil twin. I don't know. I think that's just for show. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. I would say there was moments when we were in high school that you came off more aggressive. But, you know, I had the boyfriend and I don't know. I I felt like I was just trying to be nicer. And then I think in my early 20s, I really got my, you know, I was really ambitious and aggressive after the Coast Guard stuff and... I don't think there was much stopping me. And then somewhere after having kids and life or whatever, I tried to develop more patience and grace. And, you know, here I am. So I I wouldn't say it was consistent. I think it was we had each our moments where we were kind of. I feel like people mistake aggressive for assertive. And I always find that you're assertive. Or being direct? Yes. And I feel like as women, some people have, that's not always acceptable, you know, even as a singleton child. Um, Yes, in high school, obviously, I did have some moments where I was definitely a little chip on my shoulder. And, you know, it's high school and there's stories out there of me, some true, some not true. But yes, I, you know, I grew to be more graceful somehow during my Coast Guard, you know, as I matured. Well, I think as you matured, but also you lived in Hawaii, which was like really relaxed. And you hung up. Yeah, you like hung up. You hung out at the beach while Paxton was surfing and he was trading in surfboards so you can get a tattoo. And it was like, it was a different lifestyle. It wasn't like here in SoCal where you're like, oh, no, survival of the fittest. I remember going to Universal Studios one time, and one of the ride uh, people, Irina was with us, and she's quadriplegic. God bless Irina. She's like our second mom. And this lady was like, you have to put your your the bar down, the bar down. And she was like pushing it down, and she's like giving me the evil eye, and she's being all like kind of gangster or whatever. I just looked back at her, and I was like, girl, you do not intimidate me. Like, honestly, Get with the program, you know? This woman is disabled and whatever. But there have been those moments where it's like, okay, bring it then. Like, what are you talking about? But most of the time, I'm going to be trying to just be kind and put my best foot forward, even if I'm not really feeling what people are throwing at, out, you know, throwing at me. And I think that my kids have been witness to that in public when I'm being more assertive and you know, not have somebody cut in line, you know, and call somebody out. Now, during COVID, I've been a little bit 
less confrontational, if you will, because I don't want to waste breath on somebody and subject myself. Yeah, and you don't want them turning around, breathing on you, trying to exactly. Yeah. Yes. Get at you. Yeah. Not to get an argument. Yeah. So, but with us, I find like we, in general, just like to have a good time. Uh, try and be responsible humans, and that's it. That's you know. Yeah, and I know that I'll, I'll on occasion, you know, I think I was, I picked up a book called The Twin or something like that, and it had like gardening shears, and you know, because I do floral things, and I do enjoy gardening when I finally get out there and do it. But the premise of the book was like the good versus evil twin, and so I just set it down. I never finished it because I was like, I don't know, I can't get behind that. cocktail for tonight there really isn't a lot of twin cocktails out there and i think the one i did come across just didn't sound appetizing but today is fat tuesday mardi gras and in order of new orleans where our hearts are there tonight they are we are having ourselves a hurricane hello and i have said it before i have two favorites in new orleans the Gumbo Shop, and the ultimate is Lafitte's Blacksmith Bar. But it is a secret recipe. I could not find it. I found snippets of ideas of what people thought might be in it. I had my bartender's guide. I had looked up Emerald Lagasse's. There are lots of versions of the Hurricane cocktail. Now, one snippet I read is that Lafitte's puts pomegranate juice in theirs. Now, please, if somebody knows, let me know. (laughs) Do tell. I did use the pomegranate grenadine that I made from scratch. Nice. I did use, I tried to boil down passion fruit juice from a carton. The jury's still out on that because it wouldn't thicken up as I was reducing it. I added sugar, but I felt like Juice has so much sugar already in it. Yes, but yes. I, but if I think about the pomegranate grenadine I made, that was from pomegranate juice and sugar. So I'm going to try it again. I think Ronnie and I have decided we need to perfect a twin-level hurricane. Amen, sister. I am all for it. I think that this so, is an opportunity. <laughs> yes. So the cool thing is... This is an opportunity to use your rum. And not only is New Orleans subject to the hurricane here and there, tropical storms, but pirates were known to drink rum. So rum is a good base cocktail for New Orleans. Of course, they have other ones, Zazirac and French 75, which is a go-to for us. But this one, you're going to use two ounces light rum, two ounces dark rum, Two ounces passion fruit juice, one ounce orange juice, shake that over ice and pour it. That is a basic one. Again, I want Lafitte's recipe. Right. That's my favorite. Um, So tonight I used uh, light rum, the uh, passion fruit syrup that I tried to make, half a lime. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. And then I floated the dark rum. Uh... Oh, the splash of grenadine as well. 
shook it over ice and poured it, but it really didn't make that much according to the measurement. They wouldn't feel a hurricane glass. No, and I've got my trusty old Hard Rock Cafe hurricane uh, glass here. We used to love ourselves a Hard Rock Cafe. And yeah, I didn't even feel it halfway, which I mean, I'm fine. The truth of the matter is, is like when we do these podcasts, I'm usually just kind of sipping. It's rare that I ever finish it. But Eric said, oh, yeah, I need a nightcap. So make sure you have some for me. <laughs> yes. So I'll probably so have him finish it. We're just we're sipping and we're making it right before the, we go on air, if you will. And I, that's why I take a couple snapshots for Instagram, but yeah. it's not a studio shot. It's not the best lighting. It's my fluorescent kitchen lighting from 1969. Yeah, we're know? not trying to Pinterest it. <laughs> exactly. And um, But I do feel like, you know what? I was energized by this hurricane tonight because I feel like there's so much room to perfect this recipe to what we like. And you can I'm make down. it more exotic. I'm so down with that idea. And here I'm going to tell you, if you go to New Orleans, just skip the Pat O'Briens. Have something else. (laughs) I mean, the courtyard is gorgeous. But I mean, like our men say, the sweet drinks get you every time. So, you know, be careful there. I did not have time to go to the market. So I really just try to use what I had at home, which you guys know we're really good at trying to do. So mine is pineapple juice, uh, light rum, which is basically left over from my drink last week. So it has a little bit of a coconut um, taste there. It's a Hawaiian one. And then I trust the old Sailor Jerry's spiced rum. We had a brand new bottle. I think Eric's parents gifted it to him uh, for Christmas. And then I had just to get that little red swirl. The grenadine. So the bartender's grenadine. Um, yeah, because you got to have that color. And then I added, I actually found at Winco a whole bunch of those, uh, what do you call it? Garnish swords. So I made yes. sure I picked out a green one. And I put my little cherries on that. And yeah, voila, I, I've got my hurricane. That's so good. I do want to mention that the cup I'm using tonight, which is not condensation friendly, is a 2006 Morpheus spray throw cup. I'm so I, jealous. That's awesome. I, I last minute was like, I have to have a parade cup somewhere. Now in New Orleans, when you go to the parades, you can get drinks to go. So they normally give out plastic cups and we'll toss them, you know, to the, the people on the parade route. So I just so happened, I was looking in Trent's room. Like I was looking in the cupboards. We had a party box down from the garage. And I was like, I wonder if I have those cups in there. And sure enough, that's Yay, how I found it. that worked out. <laughs> My well, cheers. Out. <laughs> cheers, sis. To Mardi Gras. To Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. To all our friends in NOLA who are freezing. Listeners, we are planning to be there in 2022. We're going to try and go a week before Fat Tuesday for Trent's birthdays for his redo. And Jaden will also be 21. I know, which is <laughs> so epic. Okay, so it's pretty tasty. Um, Actually, mine is really good. Mine is pretty darn good. I'm not going to lie. Wow. I think Eric's going to be impressed. I feel like I'm going to picture myself in a horse-drawn carriage, stopping right in front of Lafitte's blacksmith yes! bar, so we can get a little refreshment to go. 
Our eyes are That's closed and we're totally visualizing that. I love it. Yes. Oh, that is tasty. I'm actually really impressed. Now, some of our listeners may or may not know that Samantha actually has a certification in bartending from Honolulu. Mm -hmm. 1998, sis? That's right, 1998. Yes, 1998. I uh, installed my certificate, which I need to reframe. You should but reframe yes, it. I love I it. I technically have a mixology degree from Honolulu, Hawaii. I went to bartending school because I wanted, I was up for a job at the local, they don't have any, have them anymore, on base, the club there, and they said I had to have my bartender's so I went and got it, and it's been the best thing. I love it. I, for so many years, you never talked about it, and I always thought it was one of the coolest things about you. And I always thought, is she ashamed of it? Like, what is going on? Why is she not as impressed as me about this darn certificate? <laughs> it's too serious. It keeps going off. I know. It's I like, know. <laughs> yeah. no, and I'm sitting here like, this is what makes my sister cool. <laughs> Anyways, I think you'd be very impressed with my uh, cocktail tonight. I'm actually really, really thrilled. I think it looks pretty in that cup, too. Okay, so cheersies on the hurricane, and we're going to perfect this recipe. I feel like I'm already scoring. This is hilarious. Okay. Okay, now let's talk about we're identical twins. How many times has Paxton accidentally grabbed you? <laughs> Did he kiss you one time? What? No, Paxton oh? never kissed okay. me. Okay. Oh, hell That's no. <laughs> What are you thinking? No, kidding. And then, I, and mostly it's usually from behind. And then... Eric and then, has certainly done that. I even remember at prom, I think he came up behind you. Uh-huh, yep. And also, our children, yes. when they were babies, would also get us confused. And Betty Lou so endearingly nicknamed me Auntie T Mama. Auntie T Mama, yeah. Auntie T Mama. Auntie T Mama. And that was so sweet. And then a couple years ago, it wasn't last summer, right? No, not last summer. A year ago, July, we went to Midsummer Screen, and you and I dressed up the, in the same outfit. And our girls later admitted that it took them a minute to make sure who was who. It's true. That's a true story. That was a true story. Yeah. 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 So then I think sometimes, like, you know, if Marie Laveau was a twin, no wonder people thought she was, you know, quickly appearing and reappearing in different places. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That reminds me. Tamantha, do tell about how somebody wanted to front you in high school because they thought you were being a little. Hey, front me. She would have kicked my ass. Okay. <laughs> I wish I remembered her name. Okay. So tw funny twin story. Kind of funny now, but we went to Chafee High School in Ontario. I guess that's a security question. <laughs> and it was a, quite a large school. And I believe it, it had seven feeder schools that went into it. And I had PE with a very tough Chola chick. And we were, I thought we were kind of friendly. And one day she confronts me in the locker room and Basically, it's like, what the F, bitch? You can't say hi? And I was like, what? I was a freshman. It was a freshman year in high school. And I said, 
what do you mean? You act like you don't know me when we're not in class. And I was like, uh, I think I, I have a twin sister. I have an identical <laughs> twin sister. I'm pretty sure you may have seen her. So then when I got home or whenever we got on the bus, we kind of made a pact. I was like, look, if somebody says hi to you and you don't know, just say hi. <laughs> I do not want to get beat up <laughs> by the Stola in my freshman year. You guys have to understand, the first day of school, there was a fight on campus and somebody got stabbed. rolled on. Somebody had gotten their ear cut off in the bathroom. Like, our school was tough. It was. And I was not trying to piss off somebody from the wrong hood either. Right? <laughs> so, I laugh at that story now, but that kind of parlayed even into our Coast Guard career because when we were stationed on the Jarvis in the Rush, both homeported out of Honolulu, Hawaii, Sand Island there, I remember always, you know, saying hi when people would say, hey, Ronnie, and I would just say hi. And I remember I think my friend Nate would say, why do you, why don't you tell them who you are? It was just easier just to wave and say, hi, say hi, you know, unless I had time to conversate with somebody or it was our mutual friend. And then I'd be like, oh, we got you, you know, but I can remember mom confusing us when we were little, you know, yelling at, you know, one twin thinking it was, you know, the other twin, but you know, I remember I'm that sure it stuff. happens more than we think. I, I'd have to ask Miss Brandy if she ever gets her girls mixed up, but she's so nurturing and sensitive. I, I highly doubt it, but mom definitely, our mom definitely makes us up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes even when I look at pictures, cause they're so blurry, I think, okay, was that the right twin or was that, what is the name on here on the back? Is it right? Sometimes I can't tell, you know? Um, well, I even know our voices. I have friends who listen to the podcast, other Derby moms, uh, and they'll say, oh my gosh, your guys' voices are almost exactly the same. And, and they are. The, uh, we have a lot of the same inflections. Mom was commenting on one of our podcast conversations. And she's like, when when you said da 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 And I was like, mom, that was not me. That was T. <laughs> <laughs> so even our mom still gets it wrong. From time to time. When we first started uh, living away from each other and we had uh, voice machines, recording machines, I'll never forget when you called me and it sounded like I called myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was always weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's still weird. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I am going to say this other story, which is, it's not even bittersweet. It's just kind of like, a, I don't know what you call it. It's not even, it's just like a, a cringy teenage memory, but uh oh, when we were senior, when we were seniors in high school, now we both ran for homecoming court. Oh my god, Ronnie made homecoming court. I did not, which is fine. I credit to, saying credit it, to the boyfriend. Spotlight. What's that? Credit to the boyfriend because Eric had all his punk skater guys, you know. Making sure, and he made these cool posters. Well, I remember the ASB kids saying, like, they couldn't believe it. Because it, there was another set of twins ahead of us in, in great, in, you know, they were graduated by the time we were seniors. But they had both made it on homecoming court. So when they were counting all the ballots, they were like, we couldn't believe it. We recounted. It was like a whole, it wasn't a scandal, but it was just like disbelief. Because it was something like I lost by three or five votes. It was like incredibly Yeah, it was close. pretty close. But here's the twin moment. 
how many times I got congratulated for making homecoming court, I can't even tell you. And as a teenager, it was such a like, oh. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, nodding and being like, oh, thank you, thank you. Because <laughs> what are you going to do at that thank point? You. Thank you for your support. Do something nice. <laughs> thank you for your support. Your support. <laughs> So, um, we do have so, Sometimes I think that, that other... stuff was such a joke that I should have just said, nah, I'm good, and like, give it to somebody no, else. No, I think it's fine. It's fine. It was fun. And um, and so then I think, too, we had a double wedding, you know, which yeah. was... Though, though let's backtrack on that just really quick. I will say the one cool thing about making Homecoming Court was that I got my moment with Dad. Like, that was kind of cool to let Dad have that moment. Only to find out later awesome. that the refs for that homecoming game were voting for the the girl in car number four, which was me. And it turned out it was our Uncle Dave, who was actually one of the refs. He didn't know that it was me or dad that were in that <laughs> white Corvette. And uh, so some funny stories came out of that and some some good moments. But it, sometimes I'm kind of like on the fence. Like maybe I should have just been No, like, it was all great. I only say the story because when... When people lose, our own kids lose something, a, a you know, a competition, a whatever, a map. And it's like, you have to always rise above the loss. And I always just would say, like, imagine, you know, your twin won something and you're being congratulated. <laughs> like, we all have to get past it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Your kids will never let you can never feel or how should I say it? you never let your kids feel sorry for themselves because they're like, no, 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 Sophia. <laughs> no, no, it's no, the Trent. Ultimate, I can the, top that. The ultimate one up. It's the ultimate one up. <laughs> but I will say uh, Chafee was fun because they did have a lot of traditions. They did. Uh, ASB. We weren't on ASB. But Mr. Simpson, I believe that was his name, he had married a twin, and they had had a double wedding. And I had yearbook class. Uh, I, I worked on the yearbook because I was that nerd. Um, and he said, if you ever get the opportunity to have a double wedding, you guys need to go for it. And it just so happened, I met Paxton. Another twin story. We said Paxton was dating you, which you didn't necessarily love. But Paxton and I were not allowed to date on the ship. But there we were, falling in love and guilty of fraternization. I did say this in my retirement speech, so it's totally fine. Um, <laughs> so did <but> Charlene. <laughs> yeah, so did Charlene. Because a lot of people didn't know that. My 23-year career in the Coast Guard and, you know, Paxton having a good career, you having to, nobody ever thought that I had anything amiss in my, you know. You didn't have any uh, scandals? <laughs> yes i wasn't known for scandal how how dare i you know i was known for one scandal but it worked out so basically because we were on an island in waikiki we just said that paxton was dating ronnie and then when paxton and i did get married everybody was like wasn't he dating her sister oh man paxton got some <laughs> clout huh he got some clout Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, the stories. I remember having to sit in between you guys when we were driving to the base in this little red truck, and I was so uncomfortable. And it's like, we got to sell it. We got to sell it. And I'm just like, oh, I just hate this. I hated everything about you know, it. <laughs> I thank you. I thank you. And here we are a quarter of a century later, still married, 
and two kids and Bravo. you know Bravo. all the family yeah. now. That's amazing. So, um, do you have any other fun twin stories? You worked at Chuck E. Cheese together. I just that was fun. All my jobs were because of Samantha. She would get a job at Ponderosa, and then I would go get a job at Ponderosa. <laughs> Samantha would go get a job at Chuck E. Cheese, and I went and got a job at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> it was lots of fun. It was. But I joined the Coast Guard because you got the flyer for the Coast Guard. Amen. So. The Coast Guard should all thank me. <laughs> Funny. Well, well memory I don't too much more. On the psychic abilities, I mean, as our podcast or audience listens to us, I mean, things come out, obviously, as we conversate. But if you have specific questions, something we didn't address tonight, please DM us on our Frolic Inc. Uh, or Frolic Inc. Chronicles account. Comment. Rate us, please. We need the ratings. Oh, yeah, um, guys. Come on. If you're listening, subscribe. make sure you rate us and put a little review. That would be amazing. We're even open to critique. You yeah, know, constructive sure. criticism is great. Yeah, we're down. Know. We don't have that much pride. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we'll listen. <laughs> we'll listen to you. We will listen. We care. Um, but happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Let's get our plans together for 2022 Mardi Gras. Absolutely. I'm going to be at Lafitte's Blacksmith Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Yo-ho. Yo-ho.